the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. You know I'm a bad girl. Do what I want, say what I like. Nobody can touch me. Trust me, I'm a bad girl. Get what I want, live in the life. Nobody can touch me. You know I'm a bad Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show, rolling into hour two. Tonight, switching gears. I'm tired of talking about the possible indictment of Trump tomorrow, although I may have to before I get into the uh, door knock disaster <laughs> that was fraud Fauci. He would have done better just doing a doorbell ditch day, right? Going in, you know, ringing doorbells and running off. He would have had more success. Should have thought about it before he did it, though. <laughs> um, I'm curious what Justin Hart has to say about this. Y'all know Justin Hart. You hear him every Sunday at 10 a.m. here on The Answer San Diego. He's also author of the book Gone Viral Book. Um, go, and check out goneviralbook.com. And his Twitter, if you are so inclined to do Twitter these days, is at Justin underscore Hart, spelled H-A-R-T. Hello, Justin Hart. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Oh, Andrea, great to be with you. Okay, so... Um, I got. I got to ask Justin. I brought you. We're going to okay. talk about the fraud, Fauci door knock disaster <laughs> of him going around knocking on doors to try to convince people. He knocked on the wrong houses, by the way. Um, but I, quickly, I want to get your thoughts on the possible indictment of Trump tomorrow. Look, this is a, a crazy scene. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. The unfortunate thing is that uh, it kind of caters to what might be one of the Achilles' heel that Trump has to face, which is just fatigue right people are just so tired of all of the scandals which are not his fault obviously the fault of people bringing this stuff against him but it just gets you very very weary of this entire endeavor Uh, obviously it's a miscarriage of justice for something that happened a decade and a half ago plus Uh, but at the same time it doesn't do him any favors or maybe it will it seems like there are a lot of people who want to see it. Trump uh, trotted off in, in handcuffs. Obviously, a lot of people on the left, the mm-hmm. Democrats, the, the radicals do. But uh, there's a certain part of Trump and their base that wants to see him, too, because they think it'll be a vindication. Uh, the latest word I'm getting, though, I just see him across, across the wires, is that they're punting. It may not happen until next week. And well, maybe that's because they didn't quite get the reaction they wanted. Well, punting... Uh, and still indicting him, or do you think punting and then they're hoping it's just going to die off and die away? Is that what you think the punt would be about? I don't know. It's a, it's a circular firing squad. There's obviously a lot of people on the left that think this doesn't look good. There are a lot of right. people right that think this doesn't look good at all. Uh, but I, I, I think what we're going to find out is exactly how much pressure there is. This, this is a difficult point because obviously everyone's concerns are very financial right now. Uh, there isn't a looming election, so there's not a lot of uh, pressure for fundraising. There's not a lot of pressure for 
getting people out to the polls. There's not that natural sort of backstop calendar date that's going to get people motivated to go protest and hordes. And so I, I, I just think all around this looks pedestrian. It looks uh, really bad. It looks uh, like a total injustice. Uh, and then it just it just makes a mess of things, a mess of things all around. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. And I also think that um, there's many people, incl- even Chris Rock is coming out and saying, come on, y'all are going to help Trump with this. Um, OK, um, so fraud Fauci and some flunkies. I don't know where they were from. All dressed in green shirts, by the way. I'm not sure what that was about. Does that represent how much money fraud Fauci has made off the pharma shots? <laughs> Maybe it's a DC thing. I'm not sure. Yeah, could be. So um, we're going to play. I'm sure you saw these clips today because they've gone viral. Um, We're going to play. Let's start with the first one. One of them is pretty long, but it's pretty epic. But let's start Mm -hmm. with the first one. And by the way, I I I, I don't know. Do you think it was a kawinky dink that they went to a minority neighborhood with African Americans with? Fraud Fauci with an African American woman with him. Do you think it was a coincidence that this neighborhood was? Oh no, the, the, this was supposed to be easy beans. This was going to be just a walk in the park. It literally, probably just a walk in the park from Capitol Hill. Uh, I'm sure he was kind of put out about having to do this. Mm-hmm. But he, he loved the photo op that uh, they were presented. This was back in 2001, as I understand it. Yeah, 2021. 2021. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, so here is the first clip, and I think they were really caught off guard um, with this this gal. Uh, Skins, please play clip seven. Let's do it with vaccine. Oh, I'm not going to get. I'm waiting for them to be able to. Oh, you should get it first. Uh, I'll tell you that way you won't give it to them. Oh, I thought I thought I would give it to them if I get it. No, <laughs> no, not at all. In fact, we got to get you vaccinated so that if you were to get infected, you could pass it on to them. So you're actually protecting your family by getting him vaccinated. Well, I heard that it doesn't um, cure it and it doesn't um, stop you from getting it. No. So on the very, very, very rare chance that you do get it, even if you're vaccinated, it's a very you don't even feel sick. It's like you don't even know you got infected. It's very, very good at protecting you. Just the Anacostia. So get up there. Okay. Wow. Wow. I mean, what a load of horse pucky, Justin Hart. Your reaction? Look, we've known since even like Q2 of 2021 that this thing did not do what they promised to do. It was as late as July that Joe Biden and his acolytes and even Dr. Fauci were saying that if you're vaccinated, you're not going to get sick. uh, You're not going to get hospitalized when all the data was showing completely the opposite. And in fact, now we know, especially when it comes to these boosters, that the more shots you get, the more susceptible you are to it. Of course, it would have been funny to play this just a few months after this when Dr. Fauci came down with his first bout of COVID. Uh, and you'll notice this, these kind of come in waves. And mm-hmm. so, uh, yeah, he, he's peddling basically what, what he thought was the absolute truth. But at that time, uh, no, we knew even then that this was false, that uh, the, the, the vaccine does not protect you from getting infected. It is not, as they call it, a sterilizing vaccine. We've never had a sterilizing vaccine for a viral no. respiratory pathogen. That's, uh, you know, it, it's it's a farce. It's a total farce. And then he lies to her and tells her, and the rare, 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 rare chance you get it, you won't even notice you've gotten it at all. Let me tell you, I've got a friend of mine who got it. She just got one shot. She didn't get a second, didn't get a booster. Um, shouldn't have gotten the first. And she gets COVID more than anybody I know. And when she gets it, she's crawling on, on all fours to try to go and get a bottle of water. I mean, we're talking about like the last time she got 
about it or time before last, I was I was scared. And she and her boyfriend were struggling to breathe. So, I mean, uh, the, and what was so striking about this, and I know these were from 2021, but even going back to then, the truth was already out to so many of Americans. And they were just doing as much as they could to try to push their disinformation campaign and their propaganda and lying to the very communities that the Democrats pretend they care the most about. And it's the low income and the minority people that they just expect that they're going to be able to, to BS Right. And to see these these people stand up to them and push back and and ask good questions and and challenge Fauci just did my heart good. It does very well. And uh, again, you know, the 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 fallacy that Fauci promoted uh, was really based on this premise that this was the only way out. Uh, The biggest failure of Dr. Fauci and the White House Coronavirus Task Force at that time uh, was basically to ignore any type of early treatment. Uh, if you had tested positive for COVID, it was uh, go home and get better or we'll see you at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Instead of, hey, go home and take two of these and call me in the morning. Uh, that's what it should have been. There was no investment into early uh, early treatments, early prevention research. And so if you got sick, you had no choice but to basically go and, and get this. And they thought the vaccine was the cure-all. They set those expectations. They created two societal of fractions uh, and factions over this whole thing. And it, it really did break America in so many ways. Well, it killed Americans. It killed many Americans because you're right. Um, I mean, he literally, in order to push these shots out on people, they had to they had to declare it uh, under an emergency use authorization. They had to declare that there was no other treatments, which was just a flat out lie. We're talking to Justin Hart who's my go-to for filling in for the Andrea K. Show, by the way. Uh, (laughs) Justin has a show here on the weekends at 10 a.m. Saturday, right? Uh, 10 a.m. Sunday. 10 a.m. Sunday. Sorry about that. Follow him on Twitter at Justin underscore Hart, H-A-R-T, and and, uh, goneviralbook.com. Justin, I've got a clip. It's it's another one that went went viral. It's a little long. It's two minutes long. But I know that you can hang with us. You're not going to fall asleep. You've got the attention span. You can handle it. And then I want your reaction. Clip six. People in America are not settled with the information that's been given to us right now so i'm not going to be lining up taking a shot on a vaccination for something that wasn't clear in the first place and then you all create a shot in miraculous time it takes years to but create vaccination well it, it used to take years okay it used to, it, it you know used how to you know how many years were invested in this in this approach about 20 years of science to get us to be able to years do it not quickly. enough and nine months is definitely not no. enough for nobody to be taking no vaccination that you all came up with. The only yeah. reason I'm talking to you right now, as close as we are, is that I've been vaccinated. Right. But if it allow thousands of people like you don't get vaccinated, you're going to let this virus continue to percolate in this country and in this world. Something like the common flu then, right? It's much more serious than the flu. Though. Well, the flu kills a lot of people annually, yeah. too. You know how many people died of the flu the last year? I mean, not this year, virtually none, but the previous year, about 20 to 30,000. You know, how many people have died from COVID-19 in the United States? 600,000 Americans. Well, you, well, that, well the, the number that you all given that died, that's, that's once again, 
that's you all's number. You gonna pass. Yeah, definitely. Because when, right. when you start talking about paying people to get vaccinated, when you start talking about incentivizing things to get people vaccinated, it's something else going on with that. Something yeah, else something I, else going it on. It is with that. something going yeah, on. Something else You're going right. On. But I'm glad millions of people like me and almost everybody here didn't get an incentive. You know what their incentive was? Protecting their health and protecting the city. Right. But that's, I, well, I won't keep okay, you anymore. It's okay because my, 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 my incentive y'all campaign is about fear. It's about inciting fear in people. You all attack people with fear. That's what this pandemic is. It's a fear. It's fear, this pandemic. That's all it is. They ran down the street. They ran away from that they young were man. Running away. <laughs> he was he, he was a pro. Not all heroes wear capes, Andrea. This man, <laughs> who obviously is not a, a full born Democrat there in Washington D.C., took Dr. Fauci to task. Uh, it, it was some hero stuff there, and and I was really glad he did so. He stood his ground too, and Dr. Fauci tried to push back. And uh, this guy know what for, and and uh, I think. Uh, more and more so, you know, the, the, the population, I think, is getting educated. Look, the uptake on the latest vaccine, the bivalent vaccine for adults over the age of 18, not even 20 percent. And for kids, for that, that basically uh, vaccine that was tested on eight mice before they approved it for six months to five-year-olds, uh, only l- less than 10 percent of the population have gotten their kids, their infants, and their toddlers vaccinated with that one, thankfully. So, uh, these are things that, that really we'll look back on, I think, in a lot of shame. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I hope Dr. Fauci takes some guff for this. Well, I uh, he, he's a hero for me because, in fact, I got to nominate him early nominee for this week's Hero of the Week because he just applied some good old fashioned common sense to the equation and asked some questions that we use that it, it, the kind of questions that Americans used to ask about stuff before we we became so cowered by fear and so willing to submit to the U.S. government because somebody's got a title, right? I mean, it was just right and and and. And it was just wonderful to hear that. And but somebody like him, if he had put that out on the socials that, you know, he's somebody that they would have taken down. They would have blocked him, canceled him. You know, he, he would have been treated like a pariah for asking good questions. And man, was he right. Right. I, I think uh, a lot of people will look back and find a lot of vindication of what's happening from the terrible implications of asymptomatic spread to plexiglass to masks to vax damages. I mean, uh, we will probably see within the next three to four years the largest class action lawsuit the world has ever seen. It will make mesothelioma and, uh, and asbestos and tobacco look like child's play uh, because we, we rush things. We rush things dramatically, uh, and we, we panicked. And oh, but he says, is, Justin, uh, hold up. I got in, 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 interrupt here. Fauci's like, look, we got 20 years of science behind this. And as he's saying that, I'm thinking to myself, well, then, if you've been working on this for 20 years, why wasn't it already out? <laughs> right? right. And the, the other thing was it, was it was only tested on humans over the last five years. And the vaccine itself for this particular variant and everything else was conducted in about two days. Yes. It's really, there's a lot of stuff to still uncover, Andrea, and it's, yeah. uh, it's not going to be pretty. I hope we have uh, 
the courage to face it. Well, I, I, I'm, I, one of the reasons why I'm glad these clips came out, even from 2021, is we cannot forget, just because we've got our freedoms back, and which ultimately not everybody does, we've still got, even though the DOD has pulled back the mandate on the shots, they're still, I can't remember the number now, I reported on it last week, or it might have been even when you were on the show with me last, there's still a whole bunch of military that never got the shots that are still facing possible expulsion from the military because of it. So, and right. And if we don't continue to remind people and if we don't continue to vote on the basis of this never happening to us again and that we're not going to put our arms out every year for this shot and we're not going to we're not going to be, you know, submitting ourselves to a digital profile with these shot passports. If, if, if we don't continue to keep this under the spotlight, they're likely to try to make us go through this again. Final thoughts, Justin Hart, 30 seconds. Look, uh, I think what we're going to find is that uh, Americans are, are wising up to what they went through. Uh, the question is, are you going to put it in your rearview mirror without fixing what's broke? Or mm-hmm. are we going to band together and try to make sure this never happens again? Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. Thanks, Andrea. All right. Oh, and I'm going to need you in May, by the way. I got <laughs> May? Put me on. All right. Thanks so coach. much. I'm ready. All right. Okay. Thanks, honey. All right. Um, past the point of a break. So I'm going to take a skinny, tiny one. We come back. We got we got to share with you all what you may not have known about yourself and some of your food consumption and really what it means about you. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I have a confession to make. I'm sitting here with a cup of coffee, which apparently now means I'm racist. My name is Andrea Kay, and I'm a coffee drinker, which according to this new article now <laughs> now means I'm racist. What was that? What was the article I was reading last week that was insane? Had I can't even remember what it was now. You were like, oh, please stop. I'm like, oh, it gets worse. It gets worse. I don't even remember now what that was. There's so much crazy going on. That it's like you keep every day you keep thinking they've jumped the shark. And then now this skins found this article today. This and this is a real thing, by the way. We're not making this up, right? Not from the onion. This is not from the onion. It's an article um, that was circulating on social media that claimed, quote, drinking coffee perpetuates white supremacy. That coffee was, quote, created by black people for black people, and now it's a pillar of white supremacist capitalism. If you consume coffee, you are helping an industry built on racism. Don't forget that your morning coffee today is racist. But Well, I'm having evening coffee. So is it not racist if it's in the evening? I, I don't know. Um, the article goes on to say, if you are a person of color, you know what I'm talking about. You walk into a new coffee shop and your senses are overwhelmed with whiteness and you get the glare from the Karens. The white hipster Barisa lines herself up between you and the bathrooms, ready to tell you non-customers aren't welcome. The article then recounts a joke. White coffee drinkers share when people of color aren't around. There are three things that are necessary in order to make a cup of coffee, and they are first, a black man to roast the coffee, second, a yellow man to grind it, and third, a white man to drink it. Wow. But that's not racist. Wow. 
The article claims that every facet of the coffee industry is rooted in racism and that the drink is another thing stolen from black and brown people. Elon Musk tweeted a joke that's pretty, pretty <laughs> rough. He says, even my coffee. Yes. And, and uh, somebody, no, it was somebody else who replied to him. Yes, Elon, your coffee just called me the N word racist coffee. Yeah, this is just unbelievable. This level of racism uh, against white people and the allegations that every coffee shop is just overwhelmed with white people. So so a black person can't go into into a coffee shop that's got a lot of white people in it without feeling horrified. Andrea, is, I, I am a regular, as you know, coffee drinker, and I'm in just about every day to a local establishment somewhere. And you know the mix of people, of races and ethnicity that I, that I see each and every day? Like, the, it's absurd. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and that every barista is a woman, and that they're all white. This is just so obnoxious, so stupid, so moronic on its face. And when are we going to be done with this? This person, we need to bring some good old-fashioned shunning back. How is it that Roseanne Barr got canceled and had her entire show that she built that made millions and millions and millions of dollars for ABC and all the other stars? How is it that that was taken away from her over one tweet with a picture in regards to Valerie Jarrett? But this person is allowed to continue to operate in society. I'm not calling for anything violent to happen to this person, but this is what we've got going on in this country right now is systemic racism against white people and enough is enough. And by the way, the idea that uh, that a coffee was, quote, an almost religious part of black culture and that whites stole it and then whites enslaved blacks. Oh, it, it, get this um, because they wanted more coffee. So the entire slave industry was about trying to steal their coffee and keep them from getting coffee. How is this person walking around in the in society without being completely shunned? Just unbelievable. After the whites got the first sip of the black delicacy, they brutally enslaved people of color to keep up with demand, turning a ritualistic drink into another consumer product in the colonial capitalist machine. So what now they're going to what's the next thing they're going to ask for skins? Are they going to ask that Starbucks now pay reparations by giving them 50 percent of shares or whatever in the company? Maybe depending on your color, there's going to be a different price. Yeah, this is what happens. Just stop. When, All right. th- stop. Stop. You're not a victim. Knock it off. And the assertion here, by the way, is that a black person can't walk into a store that might be primarily white and not be and, and and not be offended and not be triggered by it nasty absolutely nasty but it's rivaled by PETA who came out today to say that drinking milk is racist and is a symbol of white supremacy Andrea I hope you really don't go into your local coffee establishment and have milk in your coffee because that's doubly bad black people don't drink milk breast is breast milk not white I don't know. Is that racist now? I mean, you can't go. Uh, they don't drink. What? I defy you to show me, especially in the South, 
a black person that don't have milk in their fridge, whether it's whole milk, whether it's heavy cream or whatever, how are they cooking Southern soul food without milk? Not too easy. It ain't happening. And I guarantee you, there's some black folk in the South doing what my dad used to do. My dad grew up, both my parents grew up, come from really, really poor, poor, poor beginnings, right? Like poor, like my, like a dirt floor in the home, okay? Like my mother did not have indoor plumbing, okay? I'm talking about poor people. And one of the things my dad used to do that poor people did in the South was drink milk with crushed up crackers. It was a poor person's drink. Nauseated me because I don't like, like with cereal, I couldn't stand any cereal that went soft and limp on me. I, it had to stay crunchy. So to me, it was like when you're, when you're, when you're frosted flakes. Yeah, I'd be fine. I like soggy cereal. See, I don't like soggy cereal. That to me was just a soggy mess. But that's what poor people did, right? Poor people, you know, we used to, we used to eat, we used to eat white bread with just, well, I didn't like white bread. I ate wheat bread as a kid, which is gravy on it. That was a meal for us. A piece of bread with some gravy on it, right? I come from poor people. And by the way, milk was involved with poor people. It's part of the assertion, too, in all this in terms of supremacy is to assert falsely that every white person in this country had privilege. It's part of the white privilege lie, right? That there's no white people poor or impoverished. I can't tell you how many times I've been, I don't, I never debate anymore with lefty trolls anymore, but back when Facebook first started and people still debated, they would come at me and accuse me of white privilege. It'd be like, you have no idea. You have no idea how poor my childhood was. And it was nothing compared to my parents and their poor childhood. Let me tell you about the time I walked around with my favorite go-go boots and there were white patent leather and one of them got gnawed on by the dog. Well, because we didn't have money to, to re- replace them, I walked around with boots where one of them had been gnawed on. What was I going to do? <laughs> What's a poor kid to do, right? All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. I don't know what we're going to talk about next break after the break but we'll figure it out so come on back andrea k telling you like it is while eating a donut too it's the andrea k show on the answer san diego welcome back to tonight's andrea k show big debate in the studio during the break sugar on your cereal yay or nay i'm a no i don't like sugar on my cereal now the only thing i really add to certain cereals i will add fruit like bananas or berries but but sugar no never sprinkled it on my my cereal when I was a kid. It's already too sweet anyway. Yeah, and in the South, um, it's kind of split. There are some people that put sugar on grits. Me, I'm a cheese. No. Gr- I'm a cheese grits. Oh, cheese on yeah, cheese I, on grits is good. I want my grits savory, not sweet. I, I you know, it, no, because grits by themselves are really you know bland. It's like you know, it, there's not, not a, much to them. There's not much to them. So you know, I feel like I got to add something. Uh, Any to particular it. cheese you add? Cheddar. Sharp cheddar all the way. I'm a sharp cheddar girl. And the cook in my sorority house, Izzy, man, she made the best cheddar cheese grits ever. That and her chicken strips. Man, Izzy. Hat tip to Izzy. Best sorority house cook ever. Okay, so um, I have no idea why. I've heard Ted Lasso was a good series. I've never seen Ted Lasso. Have you seen Ted Lasso? No, heard a lot about it. I know people that love it haven't seen it. Don't know anything about it. Um, I know even less as to why a cast from a TV series is at the White House today speaking. We have a our 
our banking system is imploding. We've got Elhoff back this Wednesday to talk about the nationalization of our banks, which, and let me tell you, the feds are going to continue to, they have raised the interest rates at his, in faster, more rapidly than any time in history. And it is causing all kinds of issues on top of the fact that we've got banks imploding in large part because of their environmental, social governance crap. Right. We've still got an open border in, uh, invasion happening in our country while we're sending trillions of dollars over to somebody uh, posted a meme today with Zelensky saying the world's largest GoFundMe campaign. Right. You know, we're just you know, we're we're just crime wave across this country. And yet we've got Ted Lasso cast coming to the White House. If you're going to bring a cast to the White House, can at least be a, a, a series that's m- more important and bigger that like everybody knows? You know what I mean? I mean, why? So anyway, so I'm kind of happy that KGP probably brought the cast there so somebody could, you know, so she could take a break from having to attempt to sound like she can, you know, conjugate a verb. And it went sideways for her today with a reporter whose name is Simon Atiba. Screaming and yelling, and you know what? I'm here for it. Clip eight. Yeah, right. You're right. You're here for me. Right for me. No, 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 no. No, that's not. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. You've been discriminating against me and discriminating against some people in the Britain. And I'm saying that this is the U.S. This is not China. This is not Russia. This is not Russia. Okay. What you are doing, you are making a monthly of the first amendment. It's been seven months. You've not called on me. You've not my messages. I'm saying that that's not right. Fun times. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Welcome to the press briefing room. Okay. This is not right. Sir, let it go. Are we ready? Are we going to behave? Who that? While many folks... Hell does she think she is? This woman's paid by the taxpayers. And this man has a right to call her out for the fact that... I don't need to hear any more from that, Haint. This guy has a right to call her out for the fact that evidently she, she hasn't called on him in seven or eight months. He says, this isn't Russia. This isn't China. Well, you know what? Apparently it is. Because that's the level of controls... That this government has over our ability to report the truth to each other, right? Whether it's him as a reporter, whether it's us as citizen journalists, which is what we became on the socials, right? And they got to try to shut us down. They got to control the message. You control minds and you control the outcome of elections. Where was the Republican Party? In fact, did you I, I didn't I didn't report on this. Um, I, I forgot to follow up on it, but I saw to where Glenn Youngkin, the new hero Republican governor of Virginia, is supporting uh, uh, is spending uh, the government's expanding the budget for the FBI and even giving them a new building. Nobody we are looking at the possibility of Donald Trump, a former president, being indicted tomorrow. Yeah, let's expand that FBI. Yeah. Meanwhile, not one person spent a day in jail for lying to FISA courts, illegally spying on a president, a presidential candidate, and then president of the United States. Not one person got indicted for sitting in front of Congress and lying, whether it was Jim Comey, who broke the law with divulging classified information to the press, or whether it was Brennan, Clapper, Hillary Clinton, Peter Strzok, Rod Rosenstein, none of them. 
Nobody was indicted for the FBI by, from the FBI after they illegally suppressed people's speech, coordinated with private enterprise to, den- to deny American citizens their free speech. Nobody in the FBI has been indicted for obstruction of justice and in attempting to hide the Hunter Biden laptop story to cover up the crimes of a now son of a president of the United States. But no, we got to indict Trump. We got to indict Trump. Wow. How did I go from Corinne Jean-Pierre to that? Oh, the guy talking about we're, yeah, we're not Russia. We're not, uh, we're not, are we not getting perilously close? Thank goodness. Think, uh, if they had, thinking back to the clip we played when Justin Hart was on, those clips from 2021, see, that's what they're trying to stop, right? They're trying to stop the average citizen from getting any information that doesn't tout the government line. Before long, that's going to be criminalized. That's what the counterterrorism unit that A.G. Garland set up was all about. The definition of domestic violence extremists now includes people who question the outcome of elections. That's what Jan 6 was about. Parents who speak up at school board meetings. It also includes those that question. Because they added some definitions, didn't they? Didn't they add definitions of those that question, quote, science? Those that, that question limited government? Well, now on the heels of Trump being indicted, possibly arrested, you one of the mainstream media networks, I forget which one, Andrea, was there prepping with you. And on the TV, it said, well, now there's rise in, in murmurings of potential extremism on the, on the heels of Trump being indicted. It's like, no, it's people who don't want to see this nonsense. That's not extremism. Right. It's interesting that Pence... When uh, 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 on Trump calling for protest against his arrest, people have a right to express themselves. Why would Pence support people taking to the streets? Because he wants to give an opportunity for his buds in the FBI and in the Uniparty and the establishment to infiltrate some rallies tomorrow. So that they can round up some more domestic violence extremists. Yeah, here's what Pence had to say. Clip four. Look, the American people have every right to peaceably assembly. And to let their voice be heard. And um, uh, I think it's extremely important that people have a right to express themselves and, and, and express the frustration that they feel uh, to see a, uh, a liberal Manhattan DA poised to indict a former president of the United States. But that being said, there can be no tolerance for the kind of violence that we saw on January 6th or throughout the summer of, of 2020. Uh huh. Speaking of indictments, I'm not aware that anybody was arrested after um, calling for a, a a coup attempt of the White House. There was something up, upwards of 20 Secret Service agents that was harmed. Might have been, been upwards of 40 as Antifa members and Black Lives Matters uh, BLM people decided to try to breach the White House, including uh, one Antifa guy that was actually there on Jan 6. And videotaped the shooting uh, of an unarmed, the only person who died that day, actually two, I think Rosalind uh, Boylan actually might have died that day or later, Um, but Ashley Babbitt, an unarmed white woman being shot by a cop that was never indicted. Oh, but we got to indict Trump after he was extorted by, what did he call her earlier? Stormy Horseface Daniels? (laughs) 
Hey, Stormy, it ain't going to stop you from having to work a poll whether he's indicted or not. Going to take a break. Oh, and you know who else wasn't indicted? Any of the haints from the left that uh, stormed and, bar- and, and barnstormed Congress uh, during the Kavanaugh hearings or those that lied to try to frame Kavanaugh and accuse, falsely accused Kavanaugh, not frame him, but falsely accused Kavanaugh. Christine Blasey Ford did try to frame Kavanaugh, um, but the other ones, nobody's been indicted for lying about Kavanaugh. Going to take a break. Final segment of tonight's Andrew K. Show. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Did you ever watch Wheel of Fortune? Used to watch that with my mom growing up all the time. That and Jeopardy. Yeah. Um, love, love, love Wheel of Fortune. Well, evidently people are really upset tonight. I'm going to read you the... the um, hmm. Write this down as I read it to you, because I'm going to see if you can guess it, right? Um, because here's the word that showed up. So there was this contestant named Julie from Wiley, Texas, and she chose the person category, right? And um, she had already, uh, you know, made, I think, $15,000 at this point, right? Was this the final puzzle? Um, I'm not sure if this was the... I don't think this was the final puzzle. <clears throat> um. Or maybe it was. Okay, so she guessed the letters P, G, M, and O. Okay, so she was left. uh, Here's what she had left. Blank, O, blank, blank, N, G, P, blank, R, T, N, E, R. What is that uh, one word? It's two words, sorry. Where's the space? Between the G and the P. I think the first word is no, because it's no, that's not it. Last word is partner. Yep. You ain't got all night, my man. That's all I got. How much time do they give you on Wheel of Fortune? Is that like uh, 30 seconds? Final puzzle, I believe they give you... It's, it's, it's either 15 or 20 seconds. Yeah. This is why uh, it was controversial. The answer was founding partner. Founding partner. And the reason why people were upset is because... Um, some of the things that people were saying tonight was founding partner is not a thing. Founding fathers, yes, such BS. Some somebody wrote another person wrote founding partner. The writers will really he phoned that one in. Um, uh, somebody put founding partner is an unfair terminology, word usage, and this type of wordplay should not be allowed. Hashtag unfair wheel. Another person put in more critical saying they're just making up stuff now. Um, well, a founding partner is somebody who was a, was um, a founding partner in a business, a founding partner in a business. And maybe people are thinking relationship, but that's not what this is. Well, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know that that is terminology that the average American uses on a regular basis. I don't think it's common enough. I mean, I, I get I, why. If this was the final puzzle, which is where you really have a chance to make a lot, a lot of I money. I understand that, but some of them, I mean, I've seen other ones. They're pretty tough. Yeah, but you don't think this was unfairly tough? Uh, personally, no. You don't think it was tricky? I mean, it didn't jump, jump off the bat to me. I got the last word, not the first, but I think it was legitimate. What do you guys think out there? I don't know. I got to think. I, 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 here's where I don't think I, I don't think the criticism is fair. Partner is the easy word to get. Sure. So for the people saying you would think founding father, not founding partner, it's like father wasn't the second word. So why would you even be thinking founding father? No, I got the partner in my head right away and 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 uh, father never came to my head. I just think that there is an argument to be made that that is unusually hard because the average American, if you don't have the average American, I don't know. Let me pose it as a question instead of a statement. Sure. I'm not sure how much the term founding partner is part of of America's lexicon. I just don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, it's not, you know, it's not. I the, mean, if you deal, even if you're not in, if you deal with business on a regular basis and you and I both do, you know, I, I'd say it's pretty common terminology. But again, well, maybe if you don't, maybe, maybe it's not. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do think it's not. The most uncommon phrase, I mean, you know, if you watch the Alec Murdoch trial, sorry for you. Oh, gosh, I'm so sorry. Um, his, uh, there was many, many mentions of his dad being a founding partner. I think founding partner is actually really well known in terms of the the legal world. But I, I'm curious what you guys think. D- do you ever do you have any experience in game shows? Guess what game show I was on? Well known top game show that I was on years ago. No idea. Anybody want to venture? I a guess tried out, out there? for one. I didn't get on. I'm going to leave this hanging. You guys, guess. Uh, uh, follow me on all the socials at Andrea K Show. You can email me at andreakshow.com. If you missed any part of tonight's show or any show, uh, you can download the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Um, by the way, we did give out March's $50 gift certificate to Iron Mountain on Friday, but have no fear. We'll be giving another one away uh, next month. So, um, what game show was AK on? What game show was AK on? No prize for the answer. Just curious to see if y'all guess it. See you tomorrow night, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. right here on The Answer San Diego. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.